Greetings, everyone. This is Nichelle Anderson. I'm your host for my podcast show, Surviving Your Journey Toward Success. Thank you so much for joining me for my fifth season, 2021 to 2022, where I talk about our personal journey forward. And I also talk about what we deal with in the workplace or if you're leading a particular team or organization. And I talk about ways that you can be able to succeed in that regard and how you can move forward, how you can come up with strategies, how you can deal with things, either doing with work and, and so forth, or in our personal life, or in relationships or what have you, or we're dealing with friends or what have you. And we're going through things that Times challenges us to be able to see and learn from it and move forward because my goal is to motivate you so you can be able to live the best life that you can and with that on this life journey is basically to be able to identify the right choices to make the right patterns of behavior the right outlook um, what to watch out for so I come up with those strategies for my podcast here to help you to get to the success for outcome which is having mental peace joyfulness in the heart and enjoying your life, waking up and not having anxiety or depression or what have you, and fulfilling your purpose, all right? That's the plate of ice cream. That's the, the wonderful dessert that we get to experience in life. Everything's not perfect, but it can definitely be peaceful. And when it's not peaceful, that's the wake-up call that we have to figure out how to fix it so we can survive. All right, and this particular title of my podcast, if you're just joining me, is from my book that I wrote, Surviving Corporate America, Surviving Your Journey to a Success. You can get that at any bookstore. Um, if you have already purchased it, I ask you to leave a review on either Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Those are two major big ones or whatever. Or any place else, or tag Michelle Anderson on Facebook, or tag me in, on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. So definitely follow me there as well. I have a website, nichelleanderson.com. I do ask you to see if you want to subscribe to my newsletter. It is basically bi-monthly. And that's where you can find out other things that I'm doing, like a webinar and stuff like that. I will be doing a webinar and you will find that information in the description of this podcast. So without further ado, opening up my premiere, episode 97 of my fifth season podcasting. <laughs> That's an accomplishment because it's not easy. I used to do episodes every week and then I'm like, you know what? I really want to make sure that I commit to when I say that I'm releasing a po episode. So let me go, you know, twice a month. And so I'm able to keep that and sustain that. So I'm very happy with that. So this year, my fifth year, before we get into this episode, I will be having, you know, guest speakers. If you're interested in being a speaker, please go to my website, NichelleAnderson.com. You will see, you know, guests or what have you, and you can fill out that application and then take a look at it and then reach out to you if it's a fit or not. So definitely look into that if you're interested. So I like to do <laughs> in my podcast shows, I like to start off with a, a prayer where I says, in this day, I am thankful to the prime creator of all things that I give thanks for this blessing and opportunity that I will use it for the greater good. So welcome my survivors of the journey to my podcast show that aims to inspire and motivate that you will continue to have joyfulness, peace of mind, and for your sustained success. Okay, you don't want to just have it one time or a weekend. I'm hoping and praying that you will have it for a lifetime and beyond. So let's get started today. And today episode came to me during my summer break. 
which will just join me my seasons from September of the year to May of next year when it wraps up. And then I'll be, then I take a summer break for three months, which definitely helps <laughs> me to regenerate, come up with different perspective what I do for the coming season and just to relax, take a break. So that is very helpful. So I was thinking about how you call different places of businesses and you kind of wonder why is this happening? How could it be better? And it dawned on me that I think management needs to sit back and take a look to ask themselves, how can they tell if their work processes are effective? Because sometimes the frontline or the other person in the department, even though they're there and they're getting it done at the end of the day, there's still some hiccups that makes the customer perspective like, okay, why have nobody ever thought of, have thought of this before? Why is this allowed to happen? Why is there so many roadblocks? You know, this and all going on that makes it distressful that the person, the customer don't want to return. So that's where that thought process to have a podcast episode where I can have this conversation and hopefully help anybody in management or a leadership role or decision role what have you to identify if their processes are effective. So what I like to do in my podcast is talk about the main points, which is the important point. I'm going to, you know, say a statement on that. And then the wisdom point, I like to give takeaways in the beginning of my podcast. And I like to do it definitely in the middle, but definitely at the end, <laughs> normal tradition before we depart today. So the most important point I want to relay is that why identifying your work processes provides a greater opportunity to be more efficient and why it can bring forth higher morale amongst your work team employees okay why i think that is is because it offers a way for you to see any roadblocks that is preventing or restricting the ongoing objective to get the job done also it allows a, a part of the overall organization blueprint to identify those blockages to get the job done in a way that you're producing quality and a full of ease. Customers like to shop at places where there's not too much of them that they have to do. That's why they're paying you or willing to pay you to be able to give them what they are seeking that you're saying that you can solve. And it's a great emotional reward for employees, which is key because they're the one that's selling this process to the customer that all of this makes sense. And in turn, management is able to better use metrics to see the benchmark measure the success or not successes and then go from there brings me to my wisdom point my wisdom point is when we identify the root causes of work processes blockages what have you we allow free thought positivity and morale to increase to higher levels that is static to be a part of when you know that or you're coming to realize that you offer overtime and your employees is like I'm not even interested. That is a big red flag that your processes, that the environment, maybe not be toxic, but it's just frustrating. An employee does not want to be frustrated because it leads to low morale, not being motivated. When you have a demotivated employee staff, they don't stay long. They be very agitated with the customers, even with you. They don't have any patience. They're tired. So you have to be able to understand if it's flowing. It's not just about, okay, this is going to cost us a lot of money. It's about how we can do it in, of course, in a budget type way, but not to the way that for a little bit more or here and there or higher that it will give them what they need. So my next point that I like to bring up in my podcast is why, why is this so? 
Well, the lack of organized processes, it doesn't really promote your brand, okay? And rather it defines inefficiency or you're not caring about the overall cycle that includes the other stakeholders and that could be the employees, that could be the customers, that could be the vendors, right? So how can we tell this matters? And it is, is it from the usual means of feedback and surveys? You actually have to conduct a conversation where you either listening to the customer, right? And you actually taking that information and implementing it or you actually having a one through from beginning to end, right? They call it a stimulation in college. And you're doing that to be able to see the hiccups of how it works. And you actually looking at it in a way that you're willing to make that change. So the next is, who are we talking about? We're talking about organizations or work teams that just can't get anything off the ground, right? Let's say that they created a software or they bought a software Maybe it's at a high price, who knows? The bottom line is it does 80% of the processes. So after 30 or 60 days, when this has been fed back to you from the employee's perspective, or even the customer for that point of view, you have to be able to re-innovate that, compensate for that, right? And be able to listen to the vibes that's telling you that it's not working and make those changes. You don't want to keep something that's not working just because, well, I just don't want to accept that I might da, 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 might not make the right decision or what have you. Or um, you can't be too sensitive to the processes that you created. I know a particular circumstance where in quality control, you have the person that's over creating the call sheet or the flow and they will so much focus on, you have to say this, you have to say that, you have to do this, you have to do that. But that person was actually looking at it from sitting at their computer, creating this document to give to the employees to be able to say that word for word, I mean word for word to the customer, where it's life, it's living. The customer's not going to say the right thing to probe the type of sentence that the person, that representative has to say that's unrealistic, that's not thinking in the terms outside of the bubble that is all about you. And it cannot be all about you. It cannot be that you made the document so cute, so wonderful. It's not about that. It's about the efficiency of selling the brand to the customer and having your employees present it. And the most focus was on that they just can't keep remembering to keep to the script. When you're communicating with a customer and you're using the processes, anything can happen. It can be slow, so then you're supposed to say something else and you can't say it because the computer or the software hasn't moved to the next step, so you're stuck thinking, oh, I don't know what to say, like a robot. When customers want to experience a flowing, free exchange, so we can't be caught up in the creation or whatever we invest in and thinking this is going to work it's just like a recipe you put all the ingredients together and then you put it in the oven you bake it and you hope that you did everything right and sometimes it's not don't taste good and sometimes it's good enough but it got the job done because you're able to eat it right it wasn't all bad so the lesson in that is that we have to look at things that it it, it, it achieves the goal at hand, that the processes is A, B, and C. Sometimes we got, might have to do a little bit of algebra, right, to get to the next letter, 
but we do what we need to do to be able to get it done. And if we can't get it to the next part, then that's where we will analyze, research the current trends to make the processes work. So in that example earlier that I mentioned, you have the representative that's unable to remember the lines that's been written on this colored whatever type sheet and it's not able to remember but able to connect with the customer that's what you want to do so it's not about how you um what got, actually got you there is did you get to that point that you can say what you need to say either ask for the sale or get a record um, get a referral or get the person to you know do some type of um uh, action that benefits the customer as well as benefits uh, the, the company but to get it done. So what are the strategies to succeed, right? And as I mentioned earlier, you have to, number one, you have to identify the processes and to see, is it working? How does the employee feel to utilize the software, uh, the, the, the resources, the knowledge bank? Is it working or does it need to be revamped or updated? And I think everybody with a knowledge base it's part of the processes, right? Because everybody's not going to remember a thousand things is to have a team that does what they do all day. And if not all day, part of the day, this need to be revamped, okay? And of course, feedback and surveys from both people that are in, are in that interaction of the processes that outline. And processes can all have to be software. It can be just to do this first and then you come over to the system, then you do that. Maybe you can do, you can reverse it. Maybe you can do either or at a particular time, not at once, but later. So more importantly, you're getting to the reads and that's the surveys and the feedback. That's what that comes from, right? The interaction between a customer and employees. And you can't see that as a way to micromanage. I think micromanagement is basically, if not a weak leadership position. Okay. It's different than you just got somebody trained and you want to make sure they're doing all right. But to micromanage it, then you need to just do the job at that point. Micromanagement is not really dealing with the issue. Maybe it could be the tools that are being used that ain't appropriate. Maybe it could just be the exhausting of the constant work because the processes you have to do. Uh, the software is not up to where it needs to be. That is more work. It's more thinking power. And everybody needs to rest. No one should be able to have to uh, think, come up with strategies, um, repeat themselves because something is not pulling up right. All of that shouldn't be part of the process. It should be an easy flow. You get the data that you need that the employee can then reinforce that to the customer and then the customer say what they need to say, whatever, and then you get to it. Otherwise, you're just in the reads of confusion, right? And the employee's not able to listen to the cues of the customer because they're too busy working with the software and the databases that's not communicating. And I think once you have four, five, ten different databases that you're saying we got to have, you have to think in the sense of how that's on someone else's mind. That's like 10 or 20 heavy suitcases bags on their mind because they got to understand each software, how it works, how it don't work, and then how the other software, you see? So it gets all into the needs that you have to ask yourself. Do we need this 10? Can we come up with one? Or can we come up with two and keep it that way? Less is more when you're working in an organization or a company, okay? And definitely the speed, it needs to be fast because like I said, you want your employee's mind to be on 24-7 doing that shift, which is non-stop. 
and the mind needs to rest as well. So what are your tasks to dust to dawn? Number one, you need to get in the driver's seat and actually do the work. Have a separate team on your research project of this and just do it. Observe and take the data points. Number two, you need to have an outside team to perform the analysis as well as do some of the processes. And that means you're getting more research to see it in a different perspective. Different perspective help a prestige leader to understand the choices that they need to make. Number three, you need a lot of data. So you can expand this, number one and two, as I mentioned, from 30 to 90 days, preferably 90 days, to complete such a project and to make sure that you're not repeating anything else, that you're covering everything. And then look to the season of when is the best of your busy times and your slow times. So this might be a two type data reference that you're researching and taking these notes and, and doing these simulations and so forth. So number four, feedback is very important during this time. So you want to constantly tap into your employees and your, your customer, choose a different demographic, what have you, periodically, so you can get immediate information during the progress of you taking all of this research. Now, sometimes you might have to implement something fast and you have to look at that to see that something that you need to change, then do it. This what I'm talking about is a way that you can change the way processes are looked at, changed, revamped, a new software was added. You're not going to use the old software, but you still got to dive into it because the new software doesn't cover everything. You know, all of that confusion to going forward and having a blueprint with a well-researched. It's just like every year, the car manufacturer upgrades from the last year. They take everything, the feedback that they have, and they upgrade it. Preferably by the next year, they have a new car. Or they put into the future for some of the upgrades or where they need to do, it's gonna take some time in technology development, and that's fine. In the meantime, you'll cover other things that you can do within the year. Now, that's in the auto industry. When we talk about like other type of organizations and what have you, especially if it's painful to the employees and it's stressful and it's tiring, you want to implement it as fast as possible, but with the right effectiveness that it's gonna work and then the rest can be later. So number five, you wanna finally stop being emotionally attached to any type of creation that you made. It could be an Excel spreadsheet or a Word document or even a software database and you spent all those hours to make it pretty. I mentioned it early in my podcast today. That's not the focus. At this point, who cares if you're the only one using it and admiring it, your artwork, okay? When actually people has to use it and be impacted by it. We're talking about employees and customers. You have, to, you have to endure the stressful process to meet every point of reference. It's not about you, it's about the work process and environment. That's why I said in number one, your task, your task to dust to dawn is that you need to do the work, okay? Whatever that in your company that the employees are doing it, uh, you take the time and you sit there and you actually do the process. You have to get your hands in it to be able to understand it and know this is why, oh my goodness, I wouldn't want to do this. And that's all creating a prestige leader. So your motivational takeaway today is work processes should be a streamlined and expedient way that process quality, the end result, from the employee representing the company to the customer. Once things get complicated to complete tasks, it becomes a bothersome. Don't be those that refuse to look at the failures of their work processes or systems. Rather be the leader to adjust and adjust until it works well for everyone.
All right. Thank you so much. Join me on my website, NichelleAnderson.com. Uh, sign up to my newsletter through my website. Follow me on Twitter and on Facebook. Thank you so much and to your success.